0: This is the OANDA podcast. This is the OANDA Market Insights podcast, talking to OANDA senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Johnny. How are you? Very well, thanks. Let's start with the latest US retail sales figures, which remain. Relatively stable in July from June, but still are well above last year's levels. Little change from the numbers in June, which were amended, but sales were up 10.3% compared with July 2021.
1: I think the headline retail sales reading was flat, but that was a very promising release because everyone was expecting the US to have a slowdown in June and July. And and now what we're, we're seeing is there is... Uh, some underlying strength here for consumer spending and that you're probably going to see um, a very nice uh, third quarter rebound, which um, is going to be welcome news by the Fed and uh, especially at the White House, which which will probably, I think, will put an end to um, this recession is here uh, argument and, and I think we'll, we'll probably... Open the door, though, for uh, still for the Fed to remain aggressive with tightening policy. Um, the consumer makes up, um, you know, uh, the lion's share of the U.S. economy, at least consumer spending that is. And, and you'll probably, uh, I think, everyone is anticipating. Um, yes, inflation is having its impact, but we are seeing some signs of relief. Uh, prices at the pump is uh, was noticeably important in this report, where we we've seen. Uh, you know, because Americans had extra money to spend uh, not on gas, but they were able to move that into other goods. So I, I think you're you're probably seeing, you know, consumer spending is going to moderate over these next few months. But um, as long as we see oil prices um, not return to those summer highs, um, I think um, the economy will will still perform OK. And um, that will probably allow the Fed to deliver um, possibly another 75 basis point rate increase and uh, then I think they'll be in a position to to go at a slower pace. Um, but but yeah, it's still, you know, Fed is data dependent and obviously these monthly readings are extremely volatile. So we'll, we'll see exactly what happens next month.
0: Yes, volatile is certainly the word. And last week we were talking about the possibility that it would no longer be a 75 basis points increase When it comes to the next announcement, but peg back to 50%. Are we back to 75 basis points now?
1: The market currently is pricing in 246.8% of a rate hike increase, so we're we're right in the middle. And uh, I think the implied rate is around 61 basis points. So what's probably going to happen is we're gonna—it's going to be a game time decision, and it's going to come down to that last inflation report. But until we get to that, then you'll probably see. Um, um i think markets will kind of swing back and forth um but but i think i think um in the end um uh the messaging from the fed is, is going to s- is probably th- th- they're, what they're trying to signal is that interest rates once they're done raising they're going to keep them elevated will they be able to sneak in a couple big rate hikes yes i think so um you know, the market is still thinking they might only be able to do Uh, 50 25 25 Um, so a full point um, for the rest of the year but I I think you know there's still a good chance you could see them do more
0: and of course yesterday we saw the latest UK inflation figures which saw double digits for the first time in more than 40 years inflation hitting 10.1 percent up from 9.4 percent in June but that was expected was it not
1: very much so i think everyone knows the inflation outlook is is not too optimistic i i think Uh, i think you know it's going to remain hot and um what was interesting though is how it's making a lot of traders uh, recalibrate their their bets on how high uk rates will go so um you know the not not to to bring this back to to my my side of the pond but you know now the markets are kind of thinking wow the 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 Bank of England might be able to deliver more rate hikes than the Fed. Uh, And that is something, was not a consensus view. So I think that's pretty interesting because uh, um, now the the BOE, if they raise rates to 375, you know, that's, you know, just a a tad higher than where, you know, markets are seeing where the Fed will go. So this is a, you know, this could do uh, some, Help with that interest rate differential, but I think um, you know you, you're. It is uh, looking like a, a recession is 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 coming. So I think you're you're probably the, those growth prospects is is. Uh, it, we're not going to see the the rush to a one way trade here for the British pound, but uh, no, it's a, it's very uh, a very important in inflation reading, and it will solidify the path that the BoE takes.
0: Interesting story about Elon Musk, who on Twitter supposedly, well, so he says now, joked about buying Manchester United. And that uh, so-called joke could actually land him in hot water with US regulators. What actually happened is on Tuesday, he responded to pleas for help from fans of the club, which is not having a great season, in fact, not had a great few years, really, by tweeting quote unquote, I'm buying Manchester United, you're welcome. He later clarified those comments, which he said were part of a long-running joke, and that he didn't intend to actually buy uh, Manchester United. But that is frowned upon, to say the least, by the Securities and Exchange Commission rules, is it not?
1: Everyone knows Musk has a history of uh, <laughs> tweeting and moving markets. Um, he's done it with stocks, with Tesla, Twitter. Um, and also with Bitcoin and even Dogecoin and even, um, Shiba Inu. Um, so, so I think this is, uh, uh not, not a surprise for many that, um, you know, Musk would, uh, once again, be, be tweeting about, uh, Publicly traded company, and uh, Manchester United, you know, a, a franchise that uh, you know globally. Uh, it, this is you know for a lot of people, uh, their childhood uh, favorite soccer team or football team. C- correct me if I'm uh, speaking on the wrong side here. But um, right now, I think what you're going to see is um, the the regulatory scrutiny. He's got so many cases, um, <laughs> and uh, I think the the regulators they'll examine this. The initial review by um legal experts is that he'll probably get away with this but this doesn't help him with his other um legal battles and and i think what we will do is show that you know in some cases uh he might not get in hot water on this one but on some of the other ones that are still pending uh that could be a case because that there could be greater manipulation there um whether or not anyone traded on that ahead of his tweets um just knowing how musk has performed and acted before and after his tweets um i think you know the the expectation is that no foul play was here so he might get a slap on the wrist, but there's uh, an anticipation that it won't be that severe. Um, but uh, I think interestingly enough, though, is as how Manchester United shares performed because um, obviously after he tweeted he was he was going to buy the famous uh, football franchise, uh, the shares went up, and then when he took it back, the shares went down a little bit, not all the way. They didn't retrace the full move um and then uh shortly after um you have to remember um manchester united is uh the the new season has started they're off to a terrible start and the fan base is not happy and uh the 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 glazer family um who who also owns uh i think the tampa bay buccaneers uh, it's an american football team they 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 uh, there's calls to, to to get the the glazers out um it's been trending on social media and now the the glazers are open to a sale of a minority stake so what we could be seeing is the beginnings of um possible some more influential uh owners to come into play so it's, a, it's an interesting story how this develops because if the glazers are sort of slowly getting forced out that that could possibly be good for the club if 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 you believe that they're not handling the management of talent and and uh, where or like the direction that they're they're going. So uh, a, a story I'm sure um, all the Oanda analysts because they are well, they all love their football uh, they will be following this one closely.
0: The thing about this story is it's actually been running for years now, a decade or more. People have been calling for a change of ownership and calling for the Glazers to go. Manchester United supporters unhappy with the way things have gone for quite some time. During the Alex Ferguson era, of course, they continued to win. So the United supporters weren't quite as worried about what was going to happen. But now since uh, Fergie left, it's been a general malaise and they've seen many managers come and go. What's also interesting is there are some suggestions that the likes of Jim Ratcliffe, he's a British billionaire, the chief executive of the Ineos Chemicals Group. He's put his uh, name in the frame for a takeover of United. So as you said, this should help the United share price if the rumours persist.
1: Oh, very much so. And and Ratcliffe is an interesting candidate. I mean, he he tried to get Chelsea, I think the brand of Manchester United, though, um, that rivals New York Yankees, Dallas Cowboys just to put it in perspective for our American listeners.
0: In terms of world football or world soccer, there is really only one other name that you could say equals Manchester United in terms of brand recognition. That's probably Real Madrid. So when you compare the history and the brand recognition of Manchester United, it really is up there. I don't know about the the teams that you've just mentioned, but in terms of football, very difficult to find a comparable brand. And Jim Ratcliffe would do pretty well to buy the club. But let's um, talk about ethereum now which is currently outperforming bitcoin
1: everyone has been so excited about you know ethereum's big merge this is this has been uh in the works for quite some time and uh one of the problems with the crypto was that it's so it's bad for the environment it consumes so much energy um and uh in some cases some coins are very slow well <clears throat> uh, ethereum is in, in the in the process of uh um, fixing some of those problems with uh its um transition from proof of work which is very energy intensive and going to proof of stake um now the over the past couple of weeks they've been doing some some testing and uh, they've been successful in shifting to that proof of stake model, which um, I think a lot of people are excited about. Now, um, I think that uh, what's disappointing is that, uh, you know, some people were anticipating you see some relief on gas fees, not so much the case. Um, but I think overall, um, this is uh, one of those key moments in crypto. This could rejuvenate. The retail trader. This could really um, lead to potentially more uh, momentum here for 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 Ethereum to 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 continue to chip away at Bitcoin's market share. I think uh, this is a story that's more about Ethereum is evolving, and and that you you could see, you know, for for much of this year, it's been the of the global market cap, it's been roughly like forty percent Bitcoin, and it was sixteen percent Ethereum. Then it got closer to twenty percent. So we'll see if um, this really kind of drives Ethereum to um get closer to thirty percent, and and then if we're at 30, 30 to forty percent, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin, um, then, um, you know, I think, uh, you know. There, there, there could be a, a changing of the guard here. So, so I think uh, it's an important upgrade, and it comes at a time where, you know, uh, cryptos have rebounded. There, 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 there's a, a lot of momentum here. Um, but I think um, what we're, we're seeing is with Ethereum, there, there's just been uh, a little bit of a. Um, some exhaustion it did recapture 2000 um but now it's 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 slightly below that so i think uh everyone's gonna you know closely watch to see how does it perform um with that merge and it's expected to to occur around uh, september 19th um so i think uh um uh, you know there there's it's sometimes uh people are saying september 15th but we will see what the the developers um uh, Finalize, but this is no. We're getting close, and uh, depending on how this goes, uh, this could coincide with the Fed delivering the last major rate Fed rate hike, um, and uh, a major bullish catalyst here for crypto. So um, you could really see that um, if things go well here, um, inflation trends lower. Uh, this goes successfully, that um, you know th- that that could you know be kind of the driver that ends the the you know people calling that we're, we're still in a crypto winter so this is this is a a big moment coming up for uh, ethereum and um it'll have impacts for for the entire cryptoverse
0: okay and thanks very much for joining us today we'll speak to you again soon thank you
1: this is the oanda podcast